Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. This is Overtime, a live series brought to you by Riglinks and War Room Media, where we talk about basically anything we want. And here are your hosts, Greg Williams and Ryan Ray. Ryan. What up, man? Hey, buddy. Uh, two, weeks, two weeks in a row. I know. We're going to make this a habit if we ain't careful. How would you wait besides running off the rails with Ben? <laughs> man, everything was good. Everything has been good. You know, I've been, I made a mistake. I started working out again. So I'm, I'm, I'm I kind of go through these phases of having a lot of energy and then not you made a mistake. <laughs> yeah. I made a mistake. You started working out again. Okay. Yeah. And so, uh, yeah, so it's a, it's a, the whole thing and so it's like oh, i uh I, I go like like today i'm probably not gonna work out i have three shows a day i'm kind of tired from yesterday's workout um so you know yesterday i went in there and uh you know as we talked before me and you were we're, we're horizontally challenged right we're you know we're not necessarily the tallest fellows in the room but but uh if you tell well, me, i'm yeah. sick I'm six two, so I'm both. I'm tall. And oh, okay. I'm, well, I'm I'm like five I'm, six foot. Well, <laughs> all this weight, I'm back. We're down to five, I'm to like five eight. Uh, but we're you know we're not we're not we're not six five. We're not six eight. You know, if I was six eight, they'd be like, man, he's kind of skinny. You know what I'm saying? Uh, so what you're yeah. saying is, if you were two inches shorter, you'd be completely round. That's that's fair. That's fair. Yeah, that's. that's fair. <laughs> I wouldn't have put it so bluntly, but that's fair. Um, no. You know. Um, anyway, so you know, I've been working out. So, uh, God, a few days last week I felt fantastic, and a few days I felt tired. And so today is kind of like, kind of, kind of feel tired. But anyway, I'm going in there, and I don't have just. Uh, I kind of go in there and just do my set, 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 set. With not a whole lot of uh, breaks in between, and so that means you just kind of get fatigued because you're just doing so. You know, you're just kind of going back to back to back, and so, uh, so yeah. So that's uh, that's kind of where things are at. Well. <clears throat> I saw one of your podcasts you just released. I need to get in there and listen to it, but you had one with uh, Henry. With the hero Henry, yeah. 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 Uh, 50, was it 56 minutes? Almost an hour in there with him, huh? Yeah, we do about, we, we try to do, uh, we try to do about an hour, uh, 45 minutes to an hour on those when we can. So, you know, I used to be his manager. Right, right. So anybody yeah. that doesn't, doesn't know about Ryan and War Room Media, go check, go check out his podcast, man. He's got, the lineup and the guests that he have, that then the variety that he has in there is like, when when you want to talk about people that are are into it for the long run, then you can go see Mister Ryan here. He's he's see, I just I kind of so we have these two shows when when we do have them, but uh, we definitely not into it as deep as Ryan is. But man, he has some great guests come in there. Well, thank you, thank you, and uh, I appreciate it. You know, it's it's something to where you, you, you know, first off this show, let's start with this. show. if you listen to this show, go download the podcast. And if you have iTunes, hit us with that five star. People don't realize how Do much that really, really helps. It helps a couple things. One, when you're going to get a prospective guest or, or advertisers or whatever, they, the, the, they can't tell how many downloads you have, but they can see how many five star reviews you have. And so the more five star reviews you have, the quicker people are to respond to you, to work with you. So go do it for the, this show first um, because we, we're here every week. Secondly, um, yeah, Inside the War Room podcast, appreciate it. We've had on Senator Ted Cruz. We've had on um, you know David Blackman, Anasala Haji, Quentin, he- Quentin uh, Henry. We've had on a guy talking about drug addiction. It's it's more of a show just to try to bring on people to try to have interesting conversations. Uh, we have a guy talking that's a, kind of a gun expert coming on tomorrow. Um, we had we had someone else this week on. Oh, we had Mark Rosano talking about economic issues. Yeah, yeah, well, sorry, yeah, yeah. And uh, you know, we have some interesting guests coming on next week. Real quick, I will just tell you, 
If you're interested, we have on uh, the found, the co-founder of the Tea Party is coming on next week. We also have on um, Sky High for Kids. Their CEO, I guess, is the, is the right person. Uh, she will be coming on next week. And we also have on a lady you will not know by name, but she's coming on to talk about some of the atrocities in Africa that are happening that are not getting covered. So a lot, lot of stuff. So thanks for the plug, Greg. And uh, we, we enjoy doing it. All right. Well, the the atrocities in Africa, there's tons and tons and tons of that. You could do one whole hour on just that. Man. Oh, no, no, it's it's crazy. Uh, all right. So um, I am the other part of the show here, and I'm terrible because I didn't get the uh, rundown sorted out. But we're going to do it verbally. And... Um, so for anyone that is uh, just joining us, we will have a chat today about um, oil prices, uh, the jet fuel shortage, uh, Brazil, and some of its uh, energy transition or not energy transition, how you want to look at it. Um, but we're going to do it verbally. Uh, the Cleveland uh, Guardians, uh, the... Oh, and uh, Rachel Ostovich, some movie reviews, and Pat Garrett's Colt. So I'm excited to talk about BK, BKFC 19. That was a good card. So yeah, yeah, I was um <clears throat> when I got when I got down here to uh, Van Zandt and Ostovich. There, I got I got stuck on 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 Ostovich, and I, I think that I think that she has a a pretty compelling story now. I think maybe she's a one of those comeback kids. So. Maybe she's good for BKFC, and if Van Zant heads out the door, then she's a, she's definitely a good plug in her spot. I've got plenty of thoughts on Van Zant, so I'm ready for that segment. <laughs> let's do it. Okay, so let's jump right in there with our oil prices this morning. Um, WTI is uh, sitting at seventy three dollars and a little over a nickel seventy three oh six, and Brent is at seventy five forty eight. So API released July. Uh, released their data July 27th showed the U.S. crude oil stocks fell by 4.73 million barrels in the week ending July 23. So not not sure if most of our listeners know, but we only have enough storage, according to API, to last us 27 days or 435 million barrels, give or take. So that was as of July the 23rd. So again, you know, kind of put just putting things in perspective so if you shut everything down just said we're not going to do it anymore you have 27 days they say we have 27 days so that kind of and not not it's like end of the world times thing type deal here but that still speaks volumes to me like a year ago that was um 526 million or 36 37 days and ladies and gentlemen we're only doing like what is it ryan 16 million a day or something like that yeah it's that much so uh, i mean that that's that's a pretty fine line, isn't it? Yes and no. I mean, this is if you go back and follow it, it's probably a lot more like this historically speaking than we think. And so it's uh, I'm 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 not nearly concerned. So oh, I'm not concerned. I was just thinking more along the lines of uh, broadcast storage and what they're saying that we have. You yeah, know? it so, makes you it makes you wonder how much we're. Uh, we're kind of overhyping the price, the price movements based upon this because if we take if we're taking thirty to sixty days worth of inventory, as you kind of say where you want to be at, well, okay, but the drawdown from that's not 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 necessarily that big of a deal. No, it's it's not a it's not a huge deal. In fact, it probably would start tapering off because you um you would be there would be mass problems all over the place where forest consumption goes. Mm. I mean. First thing that would happen is you'd lose part of your electrical grid, and then then there you'd be. So you couldn't even turn on pumps. You couldn't turn on anything. So there's a lot of things there that consumption would would probably diminish anyway. So you'd never even actually get down to using up your reserves. But one thing that will use up those reserves is a pretty good sizable war. So we don't want to get involved in nothing like that. So, <laughs> but one of the other things, though, Ryan, is take like the likes of, and I was just looking at the numbers. You take like the likes of Russia, right? Mm-hmm. And, um, and they basically can say, all right, so it's like half the population of the United States, mm-hmm. Russia, mm-hmm. is producing upwards kind of not in the realm of what we are. And I assume that, you know, that they're doing more exporting 
than they are consuming domestically. But in but in turn, we're consuming more than they are. And if you look at look at it from like making less money on exports as we are still importing, it is absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. So the import export stuff, it's to me, this is kind of where it gets a little a little dicey because we have to import a certain amount of oil because we can't refine our type of light sweet crude. Exclusive. That's right. So we got to blend a mix. Yeah. Blend. Right. Yeah, and right. so, you know, I, I do think we want to be exporting obviously um, uh, as much as we can to, to make the profit um, and try to import potentially less if, if that's needed. But the, the reality it, this is an over, over, oversimplification, but at the end of the day, follow you know, the money. Well, follow the money. But the other thing is, you know, when you go to Walmart, do you get caught up in the fact that you know you are importing from Walmart but not exporting to Walmart? Okay, you know, do, do, does that bother you? <laughs> no, it, it actually doesn't. But it doesn't bother you, right? So the difference is Walmart's not nearly as nefarious as Russia. Right. But but um, and so it doesn't bother you because you feel like you have a lot of opportunities to go to the market to import your groceries or whatever you get from Walmart or Target or wherever you go. There's a lot of opportunities. So there's a lot of places. Um, and so now if you were importing from the mafia, you'd probably feel a little bit more concerned. Like if you had to get, you know, your whatever black market items, you probably a little bit more concerned. Right. Because it's a little bit more a little bit more on the, on the, on the shade. You'd be wanting yeah. You, you would want the mafia in that case to be dependent on you. So hopefully they don't whack you. Walmart's <laughs> not going to whack you, right? Well, yeah. I mean, no, I, don't, I mean, you know, I mean, be being serious. Uh, no, I, no, no, no. If you shop from Walmart, they're going to let you run out the store. They're going to call the cops and the cops are going to take care of you. If you steal from the mob, you is gone. Capiche. So gone. With, the, with the mob, you wanna, yeah, with the mob, you want to have some kind of reciprocity so that hopefully they find value in you and they don't cut you off. Like I say, cut you off, like cut your throat off, you know, your head off. Um, with Walmart, it doesn't really matter. So when you think about oil, you know, it's kind of very similar. You want the countries because it's it's not Walmart; it's countries, and all these countries have uh, you know severe human rights violators. It's a lot closer to the mafia, so you want them to have some dependency on you, and you have some dependency on them, uh, and that kind of assures that both sides will act somewhat responsibly. So that's kind of my my general take on it. It's just a if you, if you when you start looking at just the volume and the population and the similarities it doesn't it doesn't add up that's all that's all what doesn't add up i'm talking about the volume the production volume and the population and the domestic use versus the what's being exported between us and russia there is some similarities but you can tell that they're making a lot more profit off of what they're doing because they're exporting more that's right yeah they're doing a lot more exporting than we are right well their per capita oil use is probably substantially lower than ours right it definitely is because i mean it's half the population so the domestic use is definitely a lot but i'm gonna say even even this um let's see here uh per capita oil use um if you look at this is according to World Oil Meter, this is daily oil. So we're we're consuming 19 million, almost 20 million barrels a day. That's yearly gallons per capita is 943. Russia, for perspective, is at 3.6 million barrels and 382. So we consume the U.S. consumes 20 percent of the world's oil. Uh, Russia consumes 3.7 percent. For perspective, China only consumes. 13% of the world's oil. Um, and so our per capita. Oh, you look at that, man. You look at that versus production, where what Russia's producing 11 million a day mm-hmm. and only using three. Mm-hmm. And, we're pro- and we're producing what, uh, 16 and using how much? 20? Mm-hmm. 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 So you see what I mean? No, I'm not following. Yeah, I mean, I see. I see the. I follow the numbers, but what's the? I guess what's what's the problem that you have with it? I guess. Oh no, there's no problem at all. I'm just saying that. I'm just saying that we need to lift the ban and get on with new leases. 
That's, oh, that's, oh, that's the you. end. That's the end game here that I'm getting on with. I got you. Is that if if that gap doesn't start closing, uh, or start uh, getting a little bit uh, wider for us between you know usage and production, then we're gonna not be in a good spot. So yeah, yeah, I got you. Yes, yeah, yeah, agreed. All right, next up, uh, this uh, jet fuel shortage. So, Ryan, I know that you you know about the jet fuel shortage. Everybody's been talking yeah. about it the last couple of days. But did you know that there was um, another few things that's kind of behind the scenes? I mean, some people saying that there was uh, the driver and truck shortage. Yeah. You know about that part of it. Um, yeah. Which you can imagine after months of not working and everybody starts traveling again, then kind of like, boom, shortage. Makes, mm-hmm. no, makes no sense, does it? Absolutely mm-hmm. no sense at all that there would be nobody to drive the truck after you laid them off six months ago, <laughs> eight months ago. Um, second, uh, it takes this kind of like this fuel shortage. When you have a fuel shortage like this or um, kind of uh, any kind of consumer rate related material that is needed for, um, you know, emergency use. But what happens in like response times with uh, like wildfires, uh, helicopter mobilization for critical patients, uh massive evacuations from remote parts of the world you are basically screwed for the lack of a better term thoughts amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals from courses to help you attain or retain certification to individualized coaching services to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen management concepts optimizes your professional development online in person individually or groups it's training that's measurably better learn more at managementconcepts.com that's managementconcepts.com let's talk about medi-cal you have a choice and molina makes it easy so let's talk about making your life easier about extra help to manage your health nobody knows medi-cal better than molina visit meetmolinaca.com let's talk today yeah so I mean, how real is this? Because my understanding was that they're saying it's only regional. To your point, they don't have pipelines to some of these airports. So, I mean, how big are you you concerned about this? It's not not necessarily the pipelines of some of the airports. What I'm talking about is the if you start seeing shortages in some, um, you know, some smaller places in the United States. I say smaller places. I mean, this was where this was. there's a couple of different places here in the United States, yeah, lots, yes, but, right. um, but you're going to see it in other places too. It's not in the United States, it's not just, you know, localized to one or two different places here. I mean, if American airlines is talking about it, I mean, what they're the, you know, the second largest in the U S or was it third anyway? Um, no, to, to, to my point here is that if we start having, um, uh, shortages in these kind of like fuel sectors. What does that mean? Or uh, fuel uh, uh, usage for just day-to-day transit. What does it mean for like critical services? Mm-hmm. You know, especially mm-hmm. in, you know, the flying uh, kind of realm. Yeah. So I know what they're talking about. Will it trickle down to, to be something like that? You know, um, so I think what Americans doing is they are having, you know, usually the planes and this is always scary to think about, you know, they only <laughs> carry, they only carry enough fuel to get from spot A to B. No, absolutely. Right? Yeah. You know, or, or so like, you know, when, when I go to the store, I don't, uh, I don't think, okay, I'm going from A to B, how much fuel do I need? And just, that, you know, that's not how they do it. They, they carry enough fuel to get from, um, A to B and, when that happens, you know, you're at a spot to where um, what you need is you need people to um, have fuel at where you're going, right? Yeah. If you don't hear enough to get to where you're going, you got to have fuel to get back or to wherever you're going next. No, that's the way it works. Right. And so now I think what Americans doing is, is they're saying, okay, hey, we need you guys to carry enough fuel to get to where you're going and then some of the way back or most of the way back or part of the way back or whatever. To your larger point about, you know, distribution – you know, I mean, this is something that we're going to have to deal with for some time, which is you can't shut down the economy. You can't do all these things. Whatever you think of COVID doesn't matter. You can't do these things and not expect this these kind of problems to continue. Exactly. Exactly. Who knows? You know, six months, another year, two years. It's, it just takes a long time to work these kinks out. This is not, you know. Um, yeah, I mean, you, you stop that. 
This is still from your employer, right? You steal from your employer. He might not fire you, but it's a long time before he gives you the money back. A long time, you know? And so that's what we've got to deal with here. Yeah. And you may not get it back. You might not get it back. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. It's just a, it's just that, um, the case where you have that, you know, million pound train and you got it stopped and you're Mm -hmm. trying to start it back up again. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. All right. Uh, Brazil, uh, we'll move over here to our kind of like last little chat on the, the energy side of it. But, uh, Brazil and its energy transition. And there was a piece that came out and uh, we shared it as well. But um, Ryan, kind of while all the other places around the world are, I say all, but uh, not not all of the places, but all of the first world places anywhere, kind of shunning oil and gas. Brazil is is, uh, pouring the uh, gas to it. They're putting the fire on it. Um, Guess how many, it's in a good way. So, um, um, one of the questions was kind of guess how many millions of bonds they were, I guess they sold off uh, for offshore drilling programs just in June. I don't six, know. How, how six, 600 million. Oh, that's a good number. It is for, for one month, right? That's a good number. Yeah, right, exactly. While, while we, one of the largest producers and consumers in the world have a ban on. Yeah. Um, so, uh, and it, as well as a different perspective. Um, I don't want to talk about, you know, the, you know, the new work and not talk about kind of what they've done previously, but Brazil built its um, first hydroelectric plant in kind of the late seventies before they, before they even really started heavily working offshore. And um, it still provides more than 60% of the country's power. But here recently the uh, droughts have, opened up some exposures and they've been having brownouts and power issues and whatnot. Same thing as other places of the United States, mainly California. But so what does that say about the energy transition for other parts of the world? I mean, it kind of sets a, sets kind of a predetermined path for it, doesn't it? Regardless of your grid size, we talked about it before moving over to EVs, but regardless of your grid size, if your base plan is to use another source of, whatever it is for your power, mm-hmm. you bet you best believe you need something that will last long term. Here's a, here's a prime example. of it. Right. You know, the energy transition stuff, it's, it's obviously, I think Eli- the, elitism. Yeah. It's definitely elitism for sure. Um, but you, I think we have meet people. I mean, you have to realize it's going to go further than it should go. Right. It's going to go further than we think it should go. Um, the question is, is how I far? Think it's I think it's going to do already, but that's just me. Well, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Agreed. Agreed. Okay. I agree with that, obviously. Um, and it's not that you're, it's not that we're anti those energy sources. It's just no. that there are viable sources we could use now that we're not. Um, but and, we're not to a point where we, we're not to, we're not to a point where we can, I mean, say just, just for that, that example, they, they've had these systems in place for what, 40 years now. So if, if you and I had been doing something for 40 years, we'd be considered experts at it. <laughs> All right. So, so here, you know, they're having some serious issues with it 40 years into it. Now, I don't know. I'm not a expert on their infrastructure and what they've done to keep things maintained. I'm not, I don't mm-hmm. know anything about this. I didn't go that deep into it to, to, to be considered a professional at it, but it, uh, just enough to gently graze the top of it for a conversation, but 40 years into it. Um, and you got 60% of the, of, of your country's population running off of the hydroelectric other than exporting oil and making money. What would be the use of you going out there and continuously drilling and exploring? If you're not, if you feel like you have suitable power, it's because it's not suitable, right? It's not they they, they yeah. don't have the means to maintain it. They don't have the means to give it up, and there's not enough rainfall to fill up the right. hydroelectric well, plant. Yeah, it's it's not consistent enough. No, <laughs> exactly. So you know, sorry, that was just a bit of a rant. No, get on it, man. I mean, it, it just it it, dry, it just drives me crazy when you got. I mean, you're only talking, you know, two thousand miles south of us here, brother. So. Yeah, no. they, they we should be pouring it on here. I know. 
All right, jumping out of this one, we'll go over to uh, our sports here. So, Ryan, the um, Cleveland Indians changed their name over to the Guardians. Um, we know that. Uh, but for a more pleasant baseball experience for our Native American inclusive, inclusivity, let me say that slowly, which is fine. Whatever they want to do, it doesn't affect how they play or what they are paid. But uh, last time I looked, they were they were second in the uh, in the AL Central, just behind the White Sox. So I mean, they're like ten games behind uh, the White Sox. For anyone that wants to know out there, just but one one game ahead of Detroit. But as you know, the Redskins have said they will change their name in twenty twenty two. They've so, already changed it. What they change it to? The Washington football team. They're not the Redskins anymore. Oh, that's right. But there was someone else that was wanting to change their name. I mean, the Redskins are going to come up with a new name. I think is what you're saying. Oh yeah, yeah, they're coming up. But with they're all for the they're all for the Redskins thing. Right, right, right. So, um, so Ryan, the question here was who uh, who draws in obviously more money, MLB or NFL? Oh, NFL. Oh, certainly. I mean, the so Cleveland that would have been 117 million, and Washington would have been 3.5 billion. So, distance between the two teams is like 380 miles. So. I had, I had a bit of a, I don't know, I got caught in a conspiracy theory thing there. But <laughs> what if I was a betting man, you know, do you think there was a decision that was probably made that would put Cleveland up front before Washington choosing a new name to see how that was going to go? Um, I mean, you're talking $117 million versus $3.5 billion. I don't know. It's not – I know it's probably a loosely – well, you might be on to something there. I, I, it's it's hard to say. I'm just saying that it's in the numbers, though. I mean, 3.5 billion versus 117 million. You go change your name, and we'll wait and see how that happens for you. <laughs> uh, the 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 word is, and I don't know if this is true. Or not, the word is that Dan Snyder is really was not happy about it, and so right, he's really kind of just stonewalling the process. And he see, you know, his way to stick it to the NFL was to go with a stupid name like the Washington Football Team, and so. You know that was kind of his his way to to kind of get back at him. I don't know if that's true or not, but um, I, you know, I, I really don't I don't understand much of this name change in business, to be quite honest with you. So it to me, it's one of those things where I just I don't get it. I mean, I just don't I don't know. <laughs> I don't. I mean, I again when I was writing these notes, I was thinking when I was like, I'm just curious how much that I don't know how far they are. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I can see, I can see something possibly underlining there. And from the football size of it, I mean, side of it, I, I don't. Other than Aaron Rodgers being all in for Green Bay again this year, and Deshaun showing up for camp all business, uh, that's all I got to say about football right now. So. <laughs> When listen, the advent of social media, the one thing it's done is it's got us, you know, like if you think about the Cowboys, the early 90s Cowboys, right? Those dudes would have not made it like one season in the modern era. Like, no. Right? They there's just too much. They'd have gotten exposed too much. Exactly. Uh, and there's still a lot that the media kind of sweeps under the rug as far as what these athletes are, are doing and not doing or whatever. Um but you know, it's it's gotten to the point now to where I just and I really try um I, I try to explain to people like I have my, my athletes I like and the ones I don't like, and it doesn't mean I'm saying this person's a good person or a bad person or I have any logical reason sometimes for liking this this fighter, football player, etc. It's just that I do. Um and you know, you 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 know you have to be careful because if you look too much into the off the field stuff, you'll find that a lot of them aren't really that they're not, they wouldn't be people we're hanging out with on Saturday afternoon. Um, but if you ignore it too much, then you're like, Oh man, I'm pulling for this person. And they're pretty sleazy. So it, it puts you in a bad spot. I would rather just almost not know, watch the game and just kind of, you know, if they get arrested or something, that's fine. But all of the speculation and stuff, it just kind of wears on you on some level, but it makes for good content, I suppose. Well, I mean, until you're proven guilty, right? Right. I mean, listen, for Watson, I don't blame the dude for showing up, right? Me either. If he doesn't show up, he doesn't get paid. And he can't get the he cannot get the money back. Quick question from Stuart here. Are we using more fossil fossil fuels with installing more green energy? I would say yeah. Probably so, yeah. 
I would say I would say there would be a peak there, um, just like everything else, even with any infrastructure that you would be able to support a massive amount of people, there would be some kind of a peak and then there would be some kind of a valley when it would start tapering off. But, you know, that valley is 50 years easily from now. Mm-hmm. Even if you had the grid and we talked about it before, even if you have the grid on, um, you're still 30 years away from being able to effectively put everybody on it. Easy, well, then it's like 30 years. It's, it's ruined. So Exactly. And then you're just back to drilling wells again. <laughs> Uh, what? Let me see. Um, let me put this up here for. Let's see. Uh, I think Ryan, you got your links in there too. Okay. Anyway, back to the chat. Um, yeah. So that's uh. So oh, that's, that's, that was from Stu. Hey, Stu. Yeah, yeah. I figured we'd throw that one in there. Um, yeah. anybody else got any more questions or anything? Comments? They can drop them in there, and we'll throw them on the screen and have a chat. Um. So, Ryan, uh, Rachel Ostovich. Um, I missed the fight. Um, I caught probably, I don't know, about 30 seconds of it. It was uh, the 30 seconds that I watched was pretty good. The one with um, Paige Van Zandt. Paige Van Zandt and uh, Rachel Ostovich. Um, uh, the, uh, <clears throat> if anybody out there doesn't know, that's the bare knuckle fighting championship female brawlers. So uh, Van Zandt took the L there. So that's uh, her second L. That's two in a row for her. Absolutely. Second L. Crazy. Not sure what her future looks like with uh, BKFC, but um, if she keeps losing, um, she probably won't hang around much longer. But she left the ring immediately after the decision uh, was announced. I think she thought it uh, was all her by the looks of her face. Uh, and then when they called the decision, um, yeah, she stomped out pretty heavily, but she took the L again. But um, uh, the reason I wanted to talk about... Uh, this match in particular is about um, Rachel um, Ostovich as these two have some history that dates back to like January, 2019. So um, Rachel got smoked by Van Zandt at the end, lost to an arm bar, but she did well kind of early in the fight, but couldn't pull it all the way off. Um, But just before this fight, um, Rachel was uh, assaulted and sustained a broken orbital bone. So, For our listeners out there um, that are not uh, fighters or watch fights or anything like that, the orbital bone is basically your eye socket. Uh So you got to be hit with something pretty hard or being hit by something very, very hard directly to break that bone. That doesn't, that, that round bone is probably one of the strongest bones in your body. So that you got to be hit pretty hard, but, um, she was then kind of, uh, she got healed up and then was headed out to fight, uh, Veronica Macedo, um, but was replaced by a Pollyanna Viana. So long story short here, she was headed to fight, um, Shana Dobson in February, 2020, then amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals from courses to help you attain or retain certification to individualized coaching services to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen. Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Let's talk about Medi-Cal. You have a choice, and Molina makes it easy. So let's talk about making your life easier, about extra help to manage your health. Nobody knows Medi-Cal better than Molina. Visit meetmolinaca.com. Let's talk today. She tested out positive for Osterin and then was replaced. So in June of the same year, she accepted a one-year suspension from the USADA due to the anti-doping thing. So, But it was retro back to January 2020. So she comes off of that and goes into another fight, November 20th, uh, 2020, with uh, against Mazzani and lost to a third-round TKO. So she came a long way down the road to meet Van Zant um, since January 2019, and she took away the win. So congratulations to uh, Rachel Ostovich. Um, stay off the needle or stay off the supplements. <laughs> and uh, you'll uh, hopefully you can get in there and get a couple more, couple more wins. Well, and yeah, I don't know if you called this in your story or not, but I'm almost positive the orbital bone was broken by her boyfriend at the time or her husband, one of the two. She was having uh, domestic abuse issues at the house, and it was pretty, 
pretty pretty sad um you know this no no absolutely very sad but i was just making it a point if people didn't know about that orbital bone oh yeah like that's that's, a, that's that that you have to be that's a direct hit with something very hard it's not i don't even think you can break an orbital bone with your with a fist well in this case it was her you know, her boyfriend or husband or so, whatever was doing it. Yeah. Um, neither one of these ladies are, are very, are very good. Okay. Let's just start there. They're not very good. Um, no. But you know, in Paige Van Zant, to your point about walking out the ring, I had the fight and I scored the fight live as it was happening. I think I had the fight three, two Ostevich, but thought it might've could have gone four, one, I think is maybe how I had it. Um, and there was some rounds that were close but even Van Zant's corner, and I don't know what Osovich's corner said, but Van Zant's corner told her before the fifth round, you need to win this round. You really need to win this round. Um, and so it wasn't as if it wasn't as if um, it was unknown to Paige that she might be behind on the cards. Um, now, so I don't know if she left because if she left because um, she was mad because she thought she won. Or she's just mad because she lost. But the, the the problem for BKFC here is that they brought in Paige Van Zant because they thought she was a star that we we're going to bring some eyeballs. Now she's done that, but two losses in a row. First, she lost to Britton Hart, um, and that's yeah. that's unacceptable. Now I like Britton. Britton's a tough fighter. I've got to see her fight her first BKFC fight. Um, I think it's first. Anyways, um, I enjoy watching her fight. But that's a fight that Paige Van Zant had to win. She loses that, and then you bring in Osovich, who's a better fighter theoretically than uh, Britton Hart. Uh, and Osovich puts it on her. Um, Van Zant looked better. She was a lot more aggressive. She, but I think you don't think that this was a bit of a comeback fight. What do you mean? Because the last time she looked at, at Van Zant in the ring, she took a loss. So well, okay, yeah, okay, possibly. But here's the thing on that is that um, I was thinking it was probably a bit more payback. Well, right, but the first time you're talking to some of those fighters that get in there on the bare knuckle. It's just different that first time that you're in there. Yeah. And yeah. so you thought that Van Zant would have had the advantage because this is her second, Exactly. You yeah, know. Yeah, she would have and, had she would have had a little bit of uh technique down there. So. Right. You know, kind of knows how it feels, um, stuff like that. But it didn't it just didn't work out her favor. She did fight better than she did the first time. That's not no, that's without question. If she fights that way the first time, perhaps she wins. I don't know. Perhaps she wins. Um but Ostevich hit her with a big right one time. Um, she, Ostevich was the one that was hitting the harder punches. And see, the second round, I think, you know, Van Zant really turned it on. She really um, kind of switched her game. And in the third round, you know, Ostevich came back out and had adjusted, and it was kind of that was kind of enough to to take her to, to win. I can't find. I thought I had shared these scores. Um, what day was that fight? It was Saturday? What day was Saturday? Saturday was the twenty third. Twenty. Third, twenty fourth, somewhere in there, maybe twenty fifth. At the time change, I said it past <laughs> if I said it past midnight. Let's see here. Um. Oh, it was Friday. It wasn't Saturday. You're right. The twenty third. That's I'm looking on Saturdays. No wonder. Um. Yeah. So I scored the fight. Assuming I actually find this because yeah, I think it was three two. Anyways, um. So good card though. It was a really good card. Uh, all the fights delivered. So that's all you can. That's all you can ask for. Uh, I will say this. KFC 20 coming up, though, has got uh, Johnny Bedford and Reggie Barnetto. I might go. That one looks... Uh, I might go. That's August the 20th. I might go. Will you? I, I had 3-2 for Osovich. The judges had it 3-2 times 2 and 3-1 uh, one on one card. I might go. Yeah, my boy Quentin's fighting. I know Johnny Bedford as well. He's a friend. I actually went to Johnny Bedford, Reggie Barnett 1 that was when Polly Malignaggi fought. And I was backstage. You got to see Polly and his posse and stuff. I mean, I can talk to him, but he's back there. So um, I might go. I might skis on down to to Biloxi. I was, uh, that, that, I've been to two <laughs> BKFC events. The first one was BKFC 2, and I had a fighter on the card there. And then I went to the one in Tampa. I'm headed out August the 10th, but that would be a good one to catch. That's for sure. Mm. I may have to figure out how to watch that on my Sly mobile phone overseas. But anyway. All right. Well, good chat with. Uh, I always love the, the fight chats with you, Ryan. That's oh, I love, I love I love I love the fights. If you can't tell, so <laughs> no, it's good. It's good. It's good stuff. So this long uh, time frame here that I've kind of been back in uh, summertime with the boys, and we've uh, 
we've of course caught up on a lot of pop culture stuff and a lot of movies. And I think we've ended up watching like six or seven new movie releases since I've, since we've been together this last couple of weeks. But um, oh well, yeah, yeah, it was um, we've been having a free for all here. But we um, we watched uh, Escape Room, Fast Nine, Hitman's Wife, Bodyguard, Quiet Place Two, Black Widow, and Old. So. Um, basically, uh, escape room, uh, fast nine, uh, both were crap right off the top. I'll, uh, just that, yeah, they wouldn't, they're not even worth going, going to see. That's series nine wasn't any good, huh? <sighs> no spoilers, but I mean, it was, it was good to see some of the older characters back, you know, but, um, oh, wow. That, it's that got a 5.5 it. out of 10 on IMDb. You're not alone. <laughs> You're not alone. I haven't so, watched any since fast and furious once. So I have no idea. Yeah, so it was it was it like I said, it was good to see some of the some of the older characters back there because uh, they bring back some from Tokyo Drifts in there and some of the mm-hmm. older some of the older guys. But it was good to see them. But again, I'm not trying to give any spoilers. But uh, it's just I would wait for that to come out on TV, people. So um, Escape Room that was terrible. Don't even. I'm I glad escape room. What is that? I'm glad I I'm I'm glad I never watched the first one because the second one was so bad. It, I mean it just What what is this? I haven't heard of escape room. What is this? So this is um kind of um Tournament of Champions, is that what it's called? It's Escape Room Tournament of Champions and okay. um it's a little better on the Well, for me, the storyline has kind of been okay. So it is a it is an escape room, but the storyline's kind of been used up with me on Saul. You know, oh, okay. right and i mean after the first couple of saws uh, you kind of run out of way of you know killing people on the big screen so i mean right and so if there's a, something else to try to comes out to compete with that it's it's completely done you know so uh, even like the purge i don't even want to see that forever purge thing. that's uh that one is just i've seen enough purges so i'm actually gonna watch that one are you i haven't seen any of them so maybe maybe that's the problem well you may actually like forever purge if you have never seen the other purges but after the original purge, the the very first one that mm-hmm. didn't, I mean, how do you make a story out of that? The right. continu- a continuous story about the same day of every year. Right. I mean, you know, if I, if I told you I was going to make a Christmas movie every single year about Christmas, would you keep watching that? <laughs> it just doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't uh, yeah. line up. It doesn't line up. Does it? No, see, I, 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 oh, I, I got it. a comment here from Kyle Conrath on uh, LinkedIn. Don't see the new purge is terrible. Absolutely. Well, let's see here. Nice. Forever Purge. Let's see what you <laughs> Forever Purge has 5.4. Wow. That is a terrible ranking. 5.4 on IMDb. So to get below a six on IMDb, you have to be really bad. Uh, so Fast and Furious had 5.5. The Escape Room had 6.1. I think, and then the Forever Purge has five point four or whatever to say. That's that. That's brutal. That's brutal. The next one that uh, we watched was the Hitman's. Oh, <laughs> Kyle. Yeah. Again, there you go. He's saying it's all all political. political. <laughs> <laughs> um, the next one we're talking about there is Hitman's Wife's Bodyguard. So. I like Ryan Reynolds, not just because of Deadpool, but because he's done some some pretty good other films other than Deadpool. But um, but when you kind of throw Selma Hayek in, Morgan Freeman, Antonio Banderas, it was it was a pretty good time. So it had some bad reviews, but I actually never listened to the reviews at all. Um, I've liked some movies that didn't even score on Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> so, um, but uh, again, some of the reviews was like. Um, you know, this was basically Selma Hayek's movie talking about um, how many uh, how many jokes she could make about her boobs in one movie. So mm-hmm. there was uh, that's basically kind of what they wrapped it up into, and they didn't even say anything else about the rest of the movie. But again, if you liked uh, the original Hitman's Bodyguard with uh, Ryan Reynolds and uh, um, oh my goodness, I forgot his name. That's wild. Uh, Samuel L. Jackson didn't go check out the second one. I think it's worth it, but. It, it definitely is not the worst movie out there right now. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> In a summer um, full of bad movies, <laughs> it's not the worst. Um, right. So the next one is um, A Quiet Place Part 2. I never so, saw Part 1. It's um, basically the same as Part 2, except a continuation. But um, this one was one that I've been waiting on for some time now to uh, uh, 
it was kind of delayed because we had this thing called COVID last year. Didn't hear about that. Uh, no, no. I, uh, in fact, I was just learning about it this morning. But um, um, I plugged into the first one quite well. It was it was it was pretty good. Uh, the second one, um, nothing left for the viewer uh, to question about or. You know who is this or where it's from or whatnot so it was nicely done enjoyed it if you hadn't seen that one uh that one was number three out of our six so it's kind of middle range so go check it out it's good. Hold on. will there be a third based upon i haven't seen the first one is there room for a third i think there's room for a third okay um the daughter the daughter as you hey, see whoa, here. Whoa, whoa. oh oh I, I listen i don't know anybody okay Hold on. You know, this I, I gotta watch one I don't even know what. Oh, so you're gonna watch one and then? Okay, 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 yeah. okay. So, so I'll leave you with it right here. Um, just go see Quiet Place too. It's good. I gotta see one first. We'll go see one and then go see two. Okay, I see may, one. they may. You may like wait for a box. Why well, be scared? No, 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 man. It's well, not like that. Not I'm like a that. big Freddy cat. No, I mean, there's, there's, there's. <sighs> Unless you live in the realm of never, never can never, never happen. Uh, then this is nothing. I mean, there's the, the, uh, yeah, nothing at all. There's some other stuff that I'm facing to talk about here. That's probably more of a potential, but, uh, okay. So, so moving on to quiet place too, it was good. Just go see it. Uh, uh, we briefly talked about black widow last week. Uh, Brian hates, uh, Brian, <laughs> no, I don't like hoes and they run, but, um, Ryan is done with Marvel and MCU, but, for people out there that are still enjoying Black Widow and the storyline there. So um, it was really good. Spoiler alert, the post-credit scenes tie into some of the other series that are currently on Disney Plus right now. So we found that we found that quite interesting. See, I had someone after this show last week, I don't know if they're watching or not, but they hit me up about this, about Loki. Have you watched the Loki yet? Yes, I this? Okay. Yeah. this guy was saying that he was pretty, that Loki ruined, was that you or him? One person was telling me that Loki ruins the rest of the mcu that was me no okay that was me telling you okay well then then what did he tell me because he said his take on it was oh yeah he okay so his take was the opposite that's what it was his take was the opposite he said the ending was interesting and he's ready for season two so he thinks season two is going to be a building upon it and you're the one who said you didn't like it okay well i i liked the i liked how they presented the case you know but Mm -hmm. When you go back to, you remember our discussion about the new, the six new characters that they're going to be releasing in the uh-huh, next phase, uh-huh, uh-huh. and there's a character in there that can kill all the any god. Yeah, kill Thanos and all that Ex- stuff. Exactly. So the thing with Loki is that you know Loki basically unties that knot. So why would you need uh, those six characters with what comes at the end of Loki? Right. Okay. So if you haven't seen it, go check it out. Go okay. check it out. The, People will understand what I'm saying if you if you watch the rest of that series. Okay. On, on Disney Plus. Um now for our favorite one for the top of the list. Um that would be old. Now I'm a I'm a huge M. Night Shyamalan fan. Um I'm I'm if, as far as I'm concerned. He's right in there with Quentin Tarantino, Robert Rodriguez. He's he's a storyteller, you know. So he he he, he does an absolute fantastic job. But if you're not familiar with his movies, he's behind Signs, um, The Village, The Sixth Sense, uh, Lady in the Water, Glass, and many um, many other titles out there. But um, this movie is about a short um, ad lib version here. It's about people going on vacation and end up on a beach that makes them age a lifetime in one day. So it's a wicked storyline. It has a great ending. So that's a, um, it's only a 6.0 here on uh, IMDb, but I don't think they're giving them uh, credit where credit is due, but it's three, there's three points up to an 18. So uh, I don't know. I don't know how to take this one, but what their ratings are, but I'm telling you, if you're an M night Shyamalan fan, this one will not let you know. Disappoint. It will not let you down. Um, again, suggest to go watch. Now, for our last little chat here. So, Ryan, this... I, I, I wasn't sure if this actually existed whenever I ran across it, but, Ryan, the gun that killed Billy the Kid is coming up for auction. So... 
amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Um, <laughs> this historical event was some 140 years ago. There have been articles, movies, and everything you can name just off of this one event, right? So there's been a How much money do you think has been made off of this story, Ryan? Just off the top of your head. It is... Millions and millions and millions yeah, of dollars. Yeah. I mean, just the two young gun series, uh, the, the two young guns movies probably pulled in half a billion dollars, you know, just those two movies. But um, you want to take a guess at what this uh, pistol is going to be starting auction at next month at Bonham's in LA. Let me think here. So this is the verified somehow gun from a hundred something years ago. It'd have to be yeah. yeah. I verified, but sure. Um do they does it work? Do you know if it works or not? Not sure. Okay. I'm gonna put this one point three two million dollars. Ryan, the auction's starting at two million. So you were close. And in, in in big numbers you were really close. So two million Dollars. Do you want to take a guess at what Bottoms paid for the gun in 2008? I want to say he got it for, for half a mil. Just, just pick a number here. Dude, 65,000. Measly 65,000. And then, so 10, 12, what is that? 12 years later, going up for 2 million? That's, that's good. Insane. Oh, that's yeah, it's a good day at the office. That's a, that's a good return, isn't it? That's a good day at the office. I mean... But Ryan, the gun that shot Billy the Kid. Allegedly. Now, allegedly. <laughs> yeah, I would have to like re. I I wouldn't buy it. I just. How do you know? How do you? But the other part about that is, how do you not know? We there's, there's the there's the other side of the story there too, though. I mean, <sighs> there's speculation that the gun was never. This gun would not be the one that shot Billy the Kid because Billy Kid's actually not dead. Or <laughs> at the time, it may have shot Billy the Kid, but he didn't die, right? So, yeah. I mean, it, is it still valuable because it was? It could have, it could have been Pat Garrett's Colt, absolutely. Um, but it would be a lesser value because it's Pat Garrett, Pat Garrett's Colt, and not Pat Garrett's Colt that shot Billy the Kid. You see what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I, is it still worth sixty five thousand? Absolutely not. Uh, in my mind, I would think you know in the range of probably you know four or five thousand dollars. You know, from a gun that old, um, that still functioned. You know, that still would revolve the chamber. That would still. You know, this is what I'm talking about here. Now, I, I would never. Um, I mean, I, I'm struggling even buying you know uh, rifles these days for some of the prices yeah. that they have on them mm-hmm. they work you'd have to be a yeah you'd have to be a collector so again there has to be somebody out there that that feels that this particular item finishes off their collection or is a good piece for their collection two million dollars no man no i don't I think, yeah i mean well, well, I, you got to have, you know, to your point, you just got to have so much money that one to $2 million is like a 10 spot to me and you, right? Well, exactly. Right. So, so, so for $2 million, you got to be like looking at that going, but that'd be nice sitting on the mantle. Go get that. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. He's been the subject of 50 movies. I just looked it up. 50 different movies have been tied to him in some way. 50. So that. So if you can put it inside in in your mind, that gun has been portrayed in probably fifty stories. That's not fifty books, whatever else. Yeah, yeah. sixty five thousand dollars over. Even even in two thousand eight, it would have been overpriced for me. Can I be honest with you? Can I be honest sure. with you? Just, just be honest here. Me and you, yep. just, just yep. talking here. If I came to your house and you were like, "Hey man, come and show, let me show you something." Let me show you something. <laughs> My grandpa 
or not grandpa, my whatever grandpa was uh was the man who Respect killed Harry. Billy the kid. Yeah. Right. My mama's side of her family tree, you know, way back when you pulled out the chart and you showed it to me. And I was like, you know what I'd be like? I'd be like, oh wow. Exactly. That's that's cool, Greg. Like, I mean, it's cool that your family's tied to that story. Like, that would be cool. But if you told me that you dropped <laughs> $65,000 to buy this, I'd be like, Greg, we, we got to talk, brother. We got to have a talk about your spending habits here, man. Sixty-five k on a gun. Well, look, when we pulled dude. up when we pulled up at my house in my Bugatti. Okay, and well, I, that means, and I yeah. showed you that I had this $2 million <laughs> gun that I bought from Bonhams yeah. in L.A. Then it, you could tie one to the other. When yeah. I pulled up in my Toyota and showed yes. you that I spent $65,000 on a pistol, you're going to go, well, how are we even friends? How, how right. is this? Right. How are we even, how are we connected here? Yeah, I, like some collectibles I kind of halfway get. Most of them I don't. This is one, it's, I mean, I don't understand. Like there's some stories like Billy the Kid, you know, I don't understand necessarily the fascination with him. And I wonder if 40 years from now there will be any fascination with him for it. Because, you know, the Westerns, do you think the Westerns have a spot moving forward in American culture? Well, I think it depends on what happens with American history. Mm. You know, if if the trend with, uh, you know, doing away with some of American history continues, then this could be one of those things that go away. I mean, that's just, and American history is not, um, it showed no signs of hanging, hanging around here for the last five to 10 years. So (laughs) it seems like, uh, things are starting to, to disappear and just discussions about things are starting to disappear. So you're probably right, Ryan. I mean, uh, uh, our show on YouTube probably has a bigger chance of hanging around than more chats about Billy the Kid a hundred years from now. So <laughs> I'm gonna start a Billy the Kid podcast. <laughs> just, to just, to get, just just to keep the story alive. Mm, that's funny. Well yeah, but you need to get this gun to kick it off though. So yes I do. Yes I do. Yes I do. <laughs> Bill, a Billy the Kid podcast. <laughs> that is absolutely fantastic. Well <laughs> what would you name it? Would you name it? Kicking it with the kid. Ryan's take on, on what, 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 Kicking you, what it with would the you kid. Kicking it with the kid? Kicking it with the kid. Stories hey, from the outlaw, Billy the Kid. Hey, man, that's got a good ring to it. I like it. I like well, it. the story's only been told fifty in 50 different movies, so you've got at least 50 episodes there. That's right. That's right. Oh. It's breaking down. Just breaking, uh, just breaking down each movie. Each movie, the director, the cast, you know, all that kind of stuff. By the way, by the way, Ryan, um, uh, before we get off here, I wanted to um, take an opportunity for both of us to talk about anything we're doing um, coming up with writing because we both write as well. So do you are you working on anything new? Uh, I'm always working on stuff. I don't know if I have anything far enough along to make any official announcements, but you, you go to a website, ridingracenior.com and uh that's R Y A N R A Y S R, RadRacingU.com. Matter of fact, we might want to change that to say yeah. RadRacingU.com. I need, uh, to, I need to change that. <laughs> I, need, I need to change that. So, what, what about you? What you got going on? No, I was just uh, giving you the opportunity to talk about your, your oil and gas uh, employment book if you wanted to bring that, if you wanted to chat. Man, about I've that. got a bunch of copies right here. <laughs> Go buy them, suckers. Uh, but no, I don't, you know. I've got a couple of different books I'd like to write, but the problem, I'll be honest with you, the problem with writing a book is I read a lot of books. Can I change, can I move the camera around here? Can I do sure, this? sure. Yeah, there, we go. there we go. So that's, that's my stack of books I got in the mail recently. And that's kind of the stack of books I'm working on back there. Um, right. And you can see the, the books just around the room. Um, and, and what I've kind of come to is that I'll, a lot of books shouldn't be put out. Right. There's books that um, they should be like a long blog post. And so, right. You know, and so that's kind of the problem I have with putting out another book is that I don't know if I have enough that's actually valuable to put out a full length book. 
book. So that's kind of where I'm at on it. What about you? You, you got a book coming out? You got a book on uh on uh deep water, so yeah, yeah. I mean it was um the um reason I wanted to bring it up was because I think that um there's value um in talking about um other things than just you know podcasts and videos and everything mm-hmm. else to you know that both of us are both of us do write mm-hmm. and both of us do have material that that are you know that's out there both of us mm-hmm. do have the ability to um to share more than just across this electrical device in front of people's faces <laughs> but um if you are interested Ryan has uh, some information out there um i also have um let me see if i can get it up there um our horizon in the moment is out there um as well as i think uh we got a journal out as well as um another sci-fi book is out whoa, 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 whoa. what's this sci-fi book when did that come out oh uh, it's been out for a while it was kind of my first uh toe tip in the water oh okay i don't know if i ever read that or not I, okay i know i don't read it, read it i didn't know it existed until just now how did i miss so, that yeah i mean it's not widely publicized i haven't uh i haven't done much uh much advertising on it so but um we started i say we me um i got some stuff outlined uh three or four days ago and we will be moving over to the sci-fi kind of genre teenage uh years so we're going to be putting together a few different stories and um hopefully we can get those put out there and get some traction with them not just staying in oil and gas and some other stuff so some more novels yeah some well it's going to be some short stories but a series of short stories hold on let's see here uh get my stack of books so i've got all kinds of books on writing um, and it doesn't help me because I'm not very good at it. But um, well, you are a published author, so I have this one right here. Have you read this one? I have not. I just got this in, and it's supposed to be very good on structuring your novel. And so, um, because I would love, <clears throat> Ryan, I am. I'm, I'm going to be honest to you. One author to another, I don't want to write a novel anymore. It was it was hard enough to do the the depth and the exploration behind what we did with the horizon. And if I, and if you do one of those big ones, it's kind of a, it almost stunts your growth from the very beginning. If that's the, if you bust a novel out right in the very beginning, you're like, Whoa. (laughs) So I've taken, so it's been, what is that now? It's been, it's been almost four years now since I've put anything out since Exium. So it almost, and Exium was, it was halfway written, I was writing both of them at the same time. And so one kind of came out after the other, but um, it was uh, obviously one was a labor of love and the other one was just kind of tinkering around. But yes, end of the day, long story short here, getting back into it. Well, man, that's awesome. That's awesome. So uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to hearing more about what you have going on. That, that inspires me to stick to it because um, I will tell you up front, it's uh, the names um, we've already, one of the things about these uh, series and sci-fi things is that uh, in my mind, I have to have a title and I have to have all the characters in place before I get started. Um, the title uh, of the first kind of story is going to be the wildly exciting adventures of Adam and Andy. So yeah, there we go. that's it. That's the very, that's the very first run working on it now. Halfway through chapter one, we'll see. Awesome. Well, good, man. That's great to hear. So uh, you've you've inspired me to get back into it. I've now I've got I've got, God, I've got so much, and that's part of why I got the the blog on because there's so many topics I like to talk about, so many things. The blog kind of gives me the spot to put out a video or write a short blog. But or, both of us are about monetization. Both of us are about wanting to. Um, we like what we do. Uh, we like putting the media out there, but sometimes people struggle with making a dollar doing it. There's no lie about it. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, this, this author way and getting the books and stuff out there is a way to, um, I mean, right. I've, so, you know, 
uh, no secret here. Let it all out there. You know, I've sold over a thousand copies across Amazon of, um, of books. So, um, the more titles that you get out there and the more titles you get on the shelf, you know, the, the more, the more that you can, the more that you can make and the more, the more that you can make writing, the more it makes you want to write. And so, you know, if you're not, if you're, if, if you're tinkering around in a bunch of other things, you got to focus where sometimes where the dollar is coming in. And this is one of those places where the dollar is still coming in at. So, and it's, and it's the one where we have the least material. That's true. That's true. All right. Awesome. Ryan, I think we're, I think that's us here. So be back next week, right? Absolutely. Um, let's see. Yeah. Uh, absolutely. Um, so everyone, Greg with rig links and that is Ryan with war room media. Thanks for joining us this week for another episode of Overtime. And Ryan, that is a wrap, buddy. See everyone. Bye, everyone. You've been watching Overtime, a live series brought to you by Rick Links and War Room Media. Your hosts have been Greg Williams and Ryan Ray. For sponsorship opportunities, send us an email at info at ricklinks.com. Tune in next Thursday at 10 a.m. CST for another live episode. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com.